to Masters of Divinity. I am your moderator, JP, and I'm here with Father Chuck. Hey, what's up? And we're recording on Thursday the uh, 26th, but this will be released on Tuesday the 31st, so I should go ahead and say Happy Halloween to the Mod Squad. Happy Halloween. That sounds like Dory talking to a whale, <laughs> sorry. Uh, you, gotta, you gotta do it in the, uh, the Vincent Price voice you gotta ooh, happy halloween and spiders and bats are we doing this again did we do this last week we did i'm not going to stop doing it <laughs> i will always do it so chuck we yeah. talked a lot about uh candy things we like to do and how yeah we talked a lot about candy which carried <laughs> over i don't know if you if you saw it carried over into our facebook account where i was talking candy with um with one of the fans of our show matt matthew or <laughs> and he was introducing me to these candy coated marshmallow things i never heard about so it makes me realize we oh. need to talk about candy at easter too i guess so maybe that's <laughs> our easter episode candy we talk about candy. Can, forget about Jesus. We talk about candy. Just talk can, about our favorite ch- chocolate bunnies. Can we? Maybe we should. You know, we've been talking about doing some kind of YouTube video, like adjacent to this. I know we talked about doing video podcasts. What if yeah. we just did candy reviews? And that was just <laughs> this is what we did. It was like Masters of Divinity is this pop culture podcast, and then our YouTube video is us, the Masters of Divinity. Same branding, all of it, but all it is just, is candy reviews. I'm down for it. We could try different brands of, you know, wafers. You know, the communion wafers. I was going to say, okay, okay. I was like, I was like, are you going for the communion wafers? Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're we're gluten free here at the Chapel of Saint Andrew, my friend. (laughs) Have you ever thought about like once during communion, just just handing out Reese's pieces just for one day, just a no, or a a peanut butter cup? Here you go, my child. <laughs> Though someone once did come up with a very, very convincing, like promotional piece or like like um, press release or something of um, of a church um, doing um, pumpkin spice wafers. <laughs> I'm down for it. Which was Sign really funny because so many of us, myself, I got caught up in it. I was angry. So yeah, we had a fun chat about Halloween last week. Yes, it was very and it, yeah, it was it was a, a nice little casual chat. This week, uh, we're gonna get a bit more topical, and um, <laughs> or just dark, dark, a little upsetting, but and also gonna, a Christian curiosity, Christian weirdness thing that we love to talk about. And, and you know, I've been actually thinking about this, Chuck. This is a Christian curiosity, Christian weirdness thing, but. Um, I've noticed that this is actually way more common than I realized. Is it? I mean, you were telling me that you kind of participated in this too, right? Yes, well, we should the, probably we should probably tell our listeners what it is we're talking okay. about here because they're now this on week, pins and needles. This week we're talking about judgment houses, or hell houses, or, or hell houses, or what are, which, what's the other which one? Are, which are which house? are which are branded, right? I mean, that's the thing is, I I always yeah. sort of knew knew them as hell houses. I didn't realize that Hell House and Judgment House are like branded, branded. They things. are, they are now probably. I mean, it must be like kind of a newer thing to brand them. Um, but what I've realized is it's a bit more common than I, than I thought. Yeah. So I, I know this is a Christian curious. So this is basically a Christian curiosity episode that's perfect for Halloween. 
Uh, but is it really that much of a curiosity if it's kind of widespread, if it's if it's kind of well known? Uh, I mean, there. Were, I mean, I never I, participated in one. My church has never did, never did them. I've never been in one before, but I know a lot of people who did. Maybe it's different parts of the country. Like you know, obviously there's they're, they're huge in like Texas and stuff. Like, as I was growing up, I was aware of them, but I never really went to one until I went to this play called Heaven's Gates, Hell's. Oh, what's it called? Hell's Flames. I think is what it was called. Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. What yes. was that? It's like a play that's that, that it, it's basically a Judgment House Hell House concept, but it's done on a church stage rather than like in its own building. Right. So, and, so do can you, you want, describe to her? Uh, you want me what? to describe? My, I've, I mean, I guess because neither of us have been to them. We're just aware of them. <laughs> well, th- the idea of a Judgment House, from my understanding. And I guess I have a pretty good understanding. We've read two pretty in-depth articles, and we've went to the official website of one of these things. Right, and we've also uh, – and to be – I mean, and you, and you, we've had friends who've gone to them. Yeah. And like I said, I can, I'll give some insight based off of my experience with Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flame, which is very adjacent to what we're talking about here. Yeah, so the Judgment House or a Hell House, whichever one you want to choose, is sort of an alternative to the haunted houses that, that pop up on, on Halloween. And they're usually put on by churches or a church-like organization. And but instead of going into a haunted house with spooky ghosts and Frankenstein masks and you know uh, grapes that are supposed to be eyeballs, uh, it's like you're kind of like you follow characters through a story that starts with uh, that's usually like a moral story, right? A morality play, if you will, that yeah. starts with like a, a normal family or a group of friends, and then they kind of express that some of them are, are Christians, some of them aren't, maybe none of them are Christians, and then like something happens, they all die probably, <laughs> and then they get judged, and you can follow them to heaven or to hell, or I mean that's what some some of them do at least. Well, that's the judgment house. I mean, the sense that I get about the judgment house is that it's a little bit more of a big picture kind of thing. Yeah. Is that yeah, you, you start out and you see like a living room and there's like a family and they have a sort of benign conversation. You know, someone is uh, evangelical. Someone's re- re- is like sort of resistant to being evangelized. Someone is sort of just going through the motions of church. Right. You know, the one's just sort of a sort of non-passionate non-believer, just sort of whatever. That's usually the dad. And yeah. then – what happens is, is there's some kind of tragedy that befalls these people. And the one we read about, the ne- you walk into the next room. Because that's the thing. is, It's like they're called health houses or judgment houses because they're set up in a building like a house. And each room of the house tells the next part of the story. Right. And so – um, and so then you go from um, – you go from like, like the one that we read about for the judgment house was then – the next shot is the aftermath of a school shooting. Yeah. <laughs> and and then you follow where the different people went, like the one girl who was like the evangelical Christian and how she like you get to see heaven for her. But then the guy who like even though he was good and even though he did all this stuff, he because he wasn't a believer, he goes to hell and you have to see what hell looks like. And there's demons and there's torture. And it's really like built around the very vivid, a very vivid depiction of hell. Um, in order to basically, and, and they both have the same goal, which is to scare you into accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Yeah, and according to the website, they're pretty uh, successful in, in, in doing that, right? Uh, because there's, uh, on their website, they've got uh, victory reports. Oh, victory reports. Um, 
and I'm looking at it here, and the okay, you ready for this, Chuck? I'm ready. Broadway Church in South Haven, Mississippi. 48 rededications and 38 salvations. Just this year alone? Uh, yeah. Number of guests, 1,100. Regular worship attendance, 500. Uh, for over three nights so, presented. So that's, so, that's, so that's the thing that's getting, that, that gets me in this, is looking at the numbers of this, is that, so you've got like thousands of people that go through it, yeah, but only like thirty people are making like first time dedications <laughs> to Jesus. Like, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to denigrate like what that you know. I'm not trying to say that like oh, but successful should be in droves. But it's clearly like one of those things to me that's that, to me that puts us in the squarely in the more cur- Christian curiosity angle mm-hmm. is that clearly more Christians are going to them than not than than anyone else. Definitely, yeah, I think so too, and I think it's also you know those those small numbers also probably represent people that were like dragged <laughs> yeah they you were know dragged. And, and and there's also there's because I mean, because i think the other piece to this i know we'll get more into it but that the real the real thing about this is less and this has been my experience with a lot of these kinds of evangelism things mm-hmm. is that it's that even though it's on the surface advertised as trying to get people to accept jesus as their lord and savior it's maybe more about reaffirming people in their in their views, right? Because you actually get to it's like they're they're turning their worldview into something more tangible, right? Like there's... especially with the Hell House, where they actually have like people dressed up as demons interacting with people in everyday situations. Right now, that's the thing. The Hell House is different than the Judgment House because the Hell House yeah. is each room is a scenario. And, right. and it basically are all like horrific and like hell houses. I mean, they're the ones that were like famous for, you know, allegedly having like actual aborted fetuses for you to see. I didn't know that. That's how they got started was they were, oh my they, God. when I was a kid, I heard about them because it was about, it was meant to be like the horrors of abortion. Yeah. And so well, there, there wasn't that, that article I shared with you where they, yeah. where they instructed people how to, how to, how to do a fake abortion. They said to buy meat like raw meat that would resemble an aborted fetus yeah, and put it in a glass bowl to show everybody. I mean, that, that, that tops, uh, grapes for eyeballs in my, my book, man. Oh that's, yeah. Uh... Well, that's the thing is this stuff is, this, some of this stuff is brutal, way more brutal than if you were to go to like, it's at like the times square version of Hellraiser, the haunted house that you might go to, but like, like yeah. this is brutal stuff. And the whole idea is that this is reality, but it, but it deals with really screwed up stuff too. Right? Like, Oh, here's Becky, and she's a lesbian, and because no yeah. one will accept her for being a lesbian, she kills herself. So here's why you shouldn't be a lesbian. And <laughs> and I, I I loved how the by the way, just as a quick aside, I loved how the author described like the way they presented her as a lesbian was they put her in a flannel shirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, this is in Texas, by the way. So yeah, yeah, but it's 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 so the point so so for for so listeners the idea behind this is that this is meant to scare people but like using sort of every bugaboo you can imagine if you're an evangelical christian so um the idea of like being gay being a gay man and then you die of aids that's that's yeah. like a that's like a room in a hell house um it's like um, an interactive chick tract 
yeah, getting an abortion turns into like being com- like the most horrific, you know, experience that you could possibly go through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and I, but I, I just want to note is I, I know we don't get into these kinds of pol- political topics on here, but I do want to note for our listeners, just if you're curious about it, but for me personally, I'm a pro-life person. Um, um, pretty very much so, and I would never subject my children or anyone to anything like this. Um, but and because uh, well, well, we'll get into that. But it's um, but yeah, but basically anything. If you if you can imagine being you know a conservative evangelical Christian, the stuff that probably terrifies you and keeps you up at night, they've turned it into a thing, and yeah. and so that's why I say that I think it it serves to it serves to do more like of an affirmation thing for you know because i mean yeah. you think about if you're if you're in rural texas or rural mississippi chances are everyone around you you, you pretty much believes everything you believe you might have like a couple of people like you know on the corner who you know voted democrat or something and they're you know they, you know they they go to the wrong church they're the presbyterians or something you don't deal with them <laughs> um the methodists <laughs> you know um but like the um but for the most part, everyone's kind of, you know, you know each other, you know, you, you know, you all. And so you're going to slap this thing in the middle of that area and that's going to be evidence like that, that. That becomes a tangible evidence of the world you're already terrified of, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's such a bizarre thing because it, it reinforces beliefs without ever actually having to interact with people who hold those beliefs. Like the only gay people that you ever like openly see are the ones being depicted in the right. hell house. You know, yeah. the person, the, the girl, the girl who's now struggling with her unwanted pregnancy is the <laughs> one that in a few minutes you're going to see fountains of blood fly out of her as she's. Yeah. And that's, what they, that's what they said that they do. Like they said that <laughs> they like shot blood out. Of her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so Lord, um, you know, so it's just, it's a very bizarre thing. And there's a lot of ways that like, I just got lots of thoughts about this because the big one for me is whether or not you can actually scare someone into a conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, and mainly how is this not terrorism? <laughs> terrorism. Because uh, isn't that the whole idea of terrorism is that you're supposed probably. to convert because you're afraid of the consequences. We, bring so. terror to you so that you, you know like that's it's jihadist well, do you think it's, thinking do you, so you don't think it's you think it's much more different than like what you know our our, uh, our favorite movie thief in the night you think it's pretty different from that not really because thief and knife kind of uses the same tactic sort of right oh, it's, totally it's to just scare the life out of people dude, so they become christians dude this is this mindset is unbelievably american it goes all the way back to america's first theologian jonathan edwards yeah. um and his and, and of course his infamous sermon sinners in the hands of an angry god where he basically said the flames of hell are ready to snatch you know the floor is about to drop out and you know we are just dangling over the flames of hell and that kicked off that I kicked think, off the great awakening that kicked off revivalism in america and that's the thing that we've been doing i think that's a room in the hell house you're in God's hands and he drops you into hell. That's <laughs> oops. It's one of the attractions. <laughs> um, so so you think this is this is just a very American thing. This is a very Americanized 
view of Christianity and their spirituality. I mean, it's definitely Western, but I think it's much more American than, uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that they don't have it in like Britain and stuff, but I think it's definitely much, I think it's way more American than I would even think that country, if, if other countries are using it, they got it from us first. Yeah. Um, but you know, but, it, well, but it's rooted, it's rooted in that thing because all of it, right. I mean, uh, case in point, the rapture as an idea, since we just talked about thief in the night, the rapture, was first created by John Nelson Darby um, in the 1800s. Yeah. He was English. Um, and it did not, his ideas did not take off until they came to the United States, right around the time of, I think, the Third Great Awakening, when the message of you could die and go to hell at any moment just didn't work anymore because that's what they would say. I mean, that was the thing. You would scare people about hell. You know, you would make them afraid of hell and every, and so many people would just hear that and go like, Oh, so basically if I just, if I just ask Jesus as my Lord and savior on my deathbed, I'm cool. Okay. I'll just do that. So I'll just live the life that I want to live. And then at the last moment I'll make a prayer and I'll be covered. And so they weren't seeing the, the, the revival preachers weren't seeing nearly the turn, you know, seeing the reaction they wanted. And so when like the idea of the rapture came on, that was like brilliant for them because now it's not a matter of, you know, oh, you could die at any moment. It's at any moment God could come back and there's going to be a reckoning. And that's, and that becomes a terrifying reality. But so that's, that's, that's been a lot of our evangelism motivation in the United States, in the United States Christianity has been, around making people afraid and so that they will convert. And that is something that has really, really come to disturb me in recent years because I Why grew up dis- with that. Yeah. Oh, me, me too. And, you know, I feel like, uh, I'm, 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 I'm learning in my thirties that any kind of, um, decision, life decision that's motivated by fear is usually like the wrong decision. Yeah. <laughs> Or at least you shouldn't make decisions based on fear. Um, well, and yet uh, you have places like this where we're scaring little children uh, with uh, fake fetuses. Yeah, I mean to becoming Christians, and yeah. the guy dressed up as Satan. Yeah, I. Uh, which that's a bizarre thing. I mean, I I have very I don't know about if you've had this experience. I've I know I know a number of evangelicals of of a certain generation have definitely had this experience of being completely petrified that the rapture happened and you didn't know it. Um, I, you know, there, I, were, there, there were moments when I was like a kid, like if I saw a clock stop all of a sudden, that's weird. it was like, what does that mean? What is that? What, what? <laughs> See, I, 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 being an only child of a single mom, it was very common in the summer that I would just stay home alone during the day while my mom was at work. You know, I'm 13, 14 years old, don't have a car. And I was completely petrified completely petrified by the idea of the rapture because like if i would call my mom and she wouldn't answer the phone mm-hmm. like i have these thoughts that it's so happen. funny because I, th- I think a lot of people felt that yeah i used i mean i i definitely felt that too it was it wasn't like a i mean i, I don't i wouldn't say i was like petrified but it's definitely like a, like a thought that crossed my mind what does that mean you got raptured and it's like what's funny is that me and my friends always joked about that as we were growing up mm-hmm. someone would say something like means raptured you know like it was so ingrained just that fear was so ingrained yeah i mean Um, i still i still make some of those jokes now but (laughs) mostly because i don't believe the rapture so it's funny but i i uh wait where's matt (laughs) 
<laughs> As I mentioned, um, this Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames play that I went to randomly with, with a group. And it was the closest thing that we had to a hell house near our church. And I went with um, Keelan and his now wife, Maria. They were just dating at the time. And that messed me up, man. Like, I... Because it depicted, you know, it depicted, like, this... Um, just the harrowing experience of dying and not wanting to be in hell and not having the choice to get out and just being panicked. And I, if I'm not mistaken, it deals with, I think it's like a car accident and the parent dies and goes to hell and their child goes to heaven. And there's like this thing where like they can, they can be in the same space, but they can't see each other. And, or hear each other, interact with each other, and the mother being desperate to try to be near her child. Um, just deeply disturbing stuff. And it's all in service of, like, if you don't want this to happen to you, you better get on your knees and ask Jesus to be your personal Lord and Savior. And, you know, growing like growing up with it, I, 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 that, that's just what I believed. I believe that. I believe that's how it worked. And And now I look at it, and what bothers me is that it it's not about Jesus. It's mm. actually about the fear. It's about just not wanting to go to hell. Right. It's not about wanting to have a life in relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not about wanting, you know, to, to know God and have a deeper, you know, and have an existence with God. It's all about like what you can avoid. Yeah. And to me, it, that, that flies hugely in the face of what the Bible is all about. I mean, it's pretty telling that none of the sermons recorded in the New Testament have anything to say about going to heaven or going to hell when you die. No? No. They're all like talking about going out and preaching the for, you know, pre- preaching that uh that 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 sins are forgiven. That's what they're they're concerned about. Like they're not talking about, you know, eternal destiny and and that kind of stuff. That's just not what they're talking about. Uh, they're they're more concerned with more immediate things. Like maybe changing the world and stuff. Yeah. And trying to make a place, trying to make a, a, a difference and yeah. being a better person. Yeah. Without I mean, the, the promise of some kind of reward. Yeah. I mean, that's what the book of Romans is. I mean, Paul's big thing in Romans is all, is, is that. It's mm-hmm. like, this is why we live the way we live. It's because we, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like the rules are rewritten. We don't, you know, we don't do this stuff as a way to try to get on God's good side. We do it because, um, because the rule's been rewritten. Jesus is risen from the dead, and so it's just different now. Mm-hmm. And this is a better vision of the world. I think a lot of these people who put on these judgment plays or these judgment houses and hell houses, they might agree with you. But I feel like the reason why these definitely exist is the same reason why most Christian curiosities we cover exist. And it's to offer an alternative to <laughs> what's happening on the day that these pop up, which is on That's Halloween. True. That's true. And when I when I look at this, I actually tried watching one, but they're really long. So I yeah, it's like an I'm hour, kind of, and it's really boring and bad acting. So I boned out of there. Um, I the articles are better. Um, like most alternatives offered by certain contingents on a certain political spectrum, (laughs) um, when they offer an alternative, it's usually mostly like a projection of what they think the thing that they're an alternative of. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. 
So when I look at a Hell House with the idea that, okay, this is so um, – they're doing this in response to haunted houses. They, they obviously don't like the idea of Halloween. They think Halloween is something that should be celebrated. Don't go to haunted houses. Go to the Judgment House. And I see that these aren't really like haunted houses at all. <laughs> you know, I have to sit through a three-act structure, right. sometimes maybe four or five acts. Uh <laughs> I'm sitting through a Tarkovsky film, for God's sake. Um, just about the uh, about life choices and some, frankly, rather after-school special themes. Um, right, presented very gruesomely. Yeah, all with a message at the end. Right. That this is more of a reflection of how much. You kind of don't get Halloween. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I mean, but but at the same time, it, it's yeah, it's like the common denominator is like, oh, haunted houses are scary. Well, what's scary to yeah? It, it's it's like yeah, it's like scare, fear is the common denominator between them. Like that's where the Venn diagram overlaps, and that's the only place where the Venn diagram over. Well, that and they're in a building, right? Well, there's just it's just that there's this whole. It's very religious, right? It's very it, it's ceremonial. It's it's. Um, carefully planned it's definitely being used to hammer a message and to get you to change your worldview right i think this is what they think halloween is trying to do that is what haunted houses are that's what the trick-or-treating is that's what the horror movies are is trying to change worldviews and get people away from church probably probably except that there's no clear acknowledgement of subtlety <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's what I was going. They should call these the not subtle houses, because uh, <laughs> because the nuance like, house. Because like that's the thing is is like a haunted house is just atmosphere. It's, yeah, it's the boo. It's atmosphere and jump scares and occasionally like just something that'll gross you out or creep you out. Like that's it, yeah. it. It doesn't necessarily have a message. If it has a story, it's because the house has like a theme. Like it's like a Victorian haunted house or something. Right. You know, it's not, well, this is Edgar Winifred V and his wife, <laughs> his third wife beheaded him. And, you know, like it doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, to be I, fair, I know what you mean, yeah. there is kind of a narrative to the, the Haunted Mansion at Disney. If you but you have to look for it to get the narrative. But yeah. but yeah, and it doesn't like make me crap my pants. It doesn't make you crap your pants. And you don't walk out being like. And that's, I guess, yeah, yeah I need to put pentagrams on my walls. Right. That's the thing. That, that, that's the that's the piece that I think that, that, that's really interesting to me is is there this idea in my head that people are walking out of haunted houses being like, "Well, hail Satan." <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. That's what I think. People who make these judgment houses, these hell houses, do these things. I think that's how they view Halloween. Is that that's why we we participate in Halloween? Well, I, you know, we've talked about we've talked about the satanic panic before, and this it's a, and in a way, this is yeah. all still rooted in that stuff. Oh, totally. Um, it's, uh, it's the same ideas. It's a, yeah. I just remember I had a book on the Satanic Panic, and I got rid of it. I used to have these really trashy paperbacks that were all like churchy, like Satanic Panic books. They were awesome. But I had this one, and I think it, 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 I wish I'd kept the pages because it has like a whole section about how to identify a Satanic altar in your child's bedroom. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. And one, it's yeah. like, it's like. It'll be in the corner. It'll probably be made out of like a dark stone, like obsidian. Like what? Like what child? Like where are you getting obsidian that your parents don't know? It'll have like a crystal dagger with it. 
Do you, you don't just buy that at the Walmart. Like, where do yeah. you find these things? Like, if, if, if your child has that stuff, he's got some connections. <laughs> and also, uh, early signs of good carpentry skills, probably. Right. Um, Maybe. Black wax candles. Yankee they candles? They don't sell Yankee candles. Or Michael's, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely not Hobby Lobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean that's what I, I i just kind of feel like it's it really is sort of a, of a sort of like a just a misunderstanding of what halloween is right and i don't even know and like i don't know like if you if, if you don't know why halloween isn't evil and you're making judgment houses i, I guess there's no convincing you you know what I just, <laughs> like, I just there's, re- there's no, I can't reach out to you. Like I can't tell you why. I, it, I just realized something. Yeah, JP, that the that the Judgment House Hell House concept approaches the concept of Halloween the same way Tommy Wiseau approaches the concept of cinema with the room. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like for listeners if you have no idea what i'm talking about it's a it's a it's a famously bad movie made by a guy who had no idea how to make a movie mm-hmm. um and that's why it's kind of loved by people because the dude just and there's a movie coming out about the making of the movie that looks really fantastic yeah, um, yeah. but it's yeah this guy he wanted to make a movie had no idea how to make a movie and so he made a movie based off of his misconceptions of what a movie was and that's what a hell house is to a haunted house. It is the room <laughs> version of a haunted house. Literally rooms. Yeah. Um, there's a cynical part of me that's just saying that it's just telling me that this is just a cheap way to cash in on Halloween. Yeah. Just, uh, oh, totally. Because, because this, this judgment house site, judgmenthouse.org, uh, and according to one of the articles we read, how much did they, uh, does each one cost like $15,000? Yeah, church has spent it to fifteen thousand dollars per one. I think what first time it's like thirty thousand dollars because you've got to you've got to build the thing, you've got to fill it with stuff, and you got to like pay actors, and then you got to pay people to like run it. I, mean, I yeah. guess you don't pay them because there's volunteers. You run off of volunteers. Well, I think it's just like the props and sort of the set design, and I think like sound effects and stuff, and maybe even I mean they even charge for like manuals and scripts and things like that of their own thing. I don't really know what all goes into it, but. Yeah, I mean the co- the cost is like fifteen grand to throw to throw one of these. Right, it's a cost of a car. Yeah, there's a part of me that kind of wants to now like do something like this, but make it like really true to the Christian roots of Halloween. So like, oh uh, yeah, it's <laughs> you go through a room full of snakes and it's St. Patrick chasing them out and <laughs> um, yeah, you're eaten by a whale. You're like inside a whale or a giant fish. Well, I, I mean, I was going more for like the Celtic Irish Christian thing, but sure, okay, sure, oh, okay, that, that, okay. that's fine. Oh, right. That's oh, fine. Yeah. Yeah, Jonah, that's, Jonah, the old husband. That's cool. Right. Yeah, I think we should just do yours. I think we should do yours. I don't like mine. Or, or <laughs> the other horror stories from the Bible, <laughs> like the Witch of Endor, or, um, or uh, the, those random people who rise out of the grave when Jesus dies in yeah. the Gospel of Matthew. That like no one knows what to, how to account for. <laughs> you know the story I'm talking about? Jesus dies on the cross, and it says, like, the, and the graves were, uh, as he dies, there was an earthquake, and graves were open, and, like, these people, I think it was, like, numbers, like, 500 people came out of their graves and walked into their cities and went to visit their families. 
I don't remember that at all. It's only in one of the Gospels, and like, no one knows how to interpret it or what to do with it, because it's... <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, I used to do this Bible study thing at, my, at one of my previous churches called um, um, That's Really in the Bible, and yeah. I would find these obscure passages that you would like flip through, like instead of listening to a sermon. And so I would, and these, these passages never show up in our, in our lectionaries or anything. Um, and so, uh, I did a Halloween themed one for the first time when I first did it and it was witch of Endor and this bizarre story. But, um, so there you go. If, if, if after this podcast, you're looking for a good biblical, um, some biblical scares, I can, (laughs) father Father Chuck can hook you up. Well, um, that kind of leads me to a question I have for you, Chuck. Yeah. Um, is there sort of like a, do you think that there's like a healthy way to do this? Like to, to do a, for a church to put on some kind of event that might be, that still kind of keeps within the theme of Halloween, but also just not as like harsh, not as, not something that's going to like try to scare you to becoming a Christian. Is there, is there like a, is there a better way to do this? Oh, I'm sure a there more, is. Is there a more subtle way to do this? Oh, totally. I, you know, because, like, why do we, like, like the thing that stuck out to me in the articles that we read about these is, of course, the big focus on stuff like, um, like, homosexuality and abortion. Two things that Jesus never talked about. Um, you know, if you're going to talk, if you're going to, if you're going to talk about, if we're going to use this as a way to talk about sin, then why don't, why aren't we talking about the more subtle things that affect us, you know, like... Mm-hmm you know, bigotries and stuff like that. I mean, you know, I mean, even if you wanted to, if you wanted to keep the theme and make it scary, I mean, why not in this day and age show, you know, the horrors of the horror, you know, the horror, the, the, if you're going to show, if you're going to show people going through hell, you know, show a black person and (laughs) what their day-to-day life is like, or what it's like living in the South or show a woman who's constantly, yeah. Or like a woman who's just like constantly groped and checked out, you know, or or a woman who's been date raped or something, and like what her life is like afterward because you couldn't, you know, because you, you know, because men are are awful. Well, um, you know, there's that approach. That's well, one way of. Isn't that even a, a still like a little, um, sensationalist? You know, like a little more like, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I, but it's for me. It's not for me. It's not the end result being then now like, drop to your knees and ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. It's mm-hmm. it's this is the crap that we perpetuate if, you know, we should, you know, that, so, I mean, if you're going to use it to try to like instill change in people, that's one way okay. of doing it. But I think, I, I don't know. I, I, I just have a haunted house at your church, man. I mean, <laughs> I, so many churches are cool. They like, you know, I, one of my favorite moments in church was um, the church I was in in Palm Beach. It was a Gothic church. I mean, you've been to Bethesda by the Sea. Beautiful Gothic oh, yeah. church. Well, one day, w- one day in church, it started storming rain during the service. And so, like, as the church is letting out, like, we're getting done with the church service, um, this, like, oh, really major thunderstorm had come through. So it was dark outside, even though it was morning. And it was pouring down rain, and there's thunder, and there's lightning. And, um, and I think even the power went out in the church. I could be wrong about that. But anyway, it was, but it was sort of this, you know, dark and stormy night kind of thing. And the organist played Toccata in D on the organ. Um, he just oh, on yeah. the fly. So it was like, and like, that was awesome. Use the space, recognize all of that. 
Um, I've also heard of a church, actually, I think it's the other church here in Boca, that uh, frequently around Halloween, they do a, um, they'll play like an old silent horror movie, like the old Phantom of the Opera, like the, tw- mm-hmm. the, silent, the silent movie version. And yeah. their organist will play the organ along with the movie live. So they do sort that's of... That's really awesome. You know, so that's something cool a church can do. Yeah. Um, you don't need to be like spraying fake baby guts all over people. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The thing that gets... The thing that bothers me about this is just like, I, I, I don't think the church should be in any business in psychologically traumatizing people in the name of Jesus. Because yeah, I don't I think, think that's what Jesus stands for. And I think what we need to kind of kind of stress in, in one of the articles that we read, you know, how scared people were. Yeah, and it wasn't just adults. Scared. Yeah, like children. Like they, they, they kept, this this dude who wrote this article has said he kept focusing on this one ten year old who was like clinging to his mother during this during this like these horrific things happening because in the hell house, like it's not just like you know the judgment house is sort of like just drama. And then it becomes you get to the judgment part, and that's when it gets kind of crazy and weird. But the, the hell house is like there's like supernatural things happening in each room. There's like demons and like saying things to people and like screaming things at you. And there's like horrible things happening. And like you just imagine a little ten year old watching like a mass shooting. Like to me, I feel like that's way more like you are scaring him way more than I can in a Frankenstein mask. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Well, it, it it makes me think of um, I think churches got in trouble for doing this, and so they had to stop. They, I, they, some churches just do like persecution simulators. Really? Um, yeah, where they would like take their youth group and they would um, let's say they, like their youth group, they load them up in the church van and they're going to drive them to like some like oh we're going to go to some camping trip or event or whatever, and on the on the on the way to the event, like an unmarked van pulls out in front of their van, like some like. You know, dimly lit road and guys get out with guns and pull the kids out of the car, throw them in the windowless van and take them and like, threaten oh to like God. murder them. And because they're, you know, like asking, you know, putting bags over their heads and asking each kid if they, you know, are you Christian? You know, like, and the whole, the whole point being like, Oh, we're just trying to get them in touch with what people around the world experience. Which, yeah. People do experience that, but I don't know why you need to psychologically torture people. Right. Like, you know, what what I was, that achieves? When I was a kid and I went through haunted houses, I always came out laughing. Yeah. No matter how scared I was in the haunted house. And, you know, I did see some things that were really scary. But when I came out, I was laughing. And it was usually ended with me, like, running <laughs> away from it and just, like, laughing, goofing my friends. And, like, you know, my friends acting like we conquered something. People were coming out of these things, like, scared for their lives. You know? Yeah. And – and, and, you know, a part of me also kind of says, even though I'm saying, like, you, you kind of dismiss, they have this, like, misconception of Halloween, part of me also says, thinks that, like, they do kind of get it. Like, the difference between, like, a haunted house and a judgment house or, like, a hell house, like, you're kind of using some of the same tactics with, you know, with, like, like in a haunted house, you use grapes, and it's like, oh, these are eyeballs. Right. But, like, you know, in, in, in the hell house, the fetus is, like, a piece of meat. It's kind of the same idea, but it's like there's no fun to a hell house. (laughs) Yeah, it's not fun, right? Right. And that's and that's the thing that that, that's missed that 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 they're missing is it's not fun. Like, and I'm saying with with the the tacked on message of Jesus, you're saying that yours is more moral than than what I enjoy over here, right? Which it is absolutely not more moral. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked fondly about in, in previous episodes about our experiences with things like Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've been through stuff that le- was legit scary. Yeah. And I still like it was awesome. Like you're saying, <laughs> like you're you 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 had fun with it. Um, a Hell House is not fun, and I I mean I, it's it's this thing where like where Christians get so serious. Evangelical Christians I've noticed do this more than others. It's so serious about about some of these things that you miss, you miss the major point of it, you right. know, like, um, I don't know. I just, we, we could just talk in circles about this stuff, JP. <laughs> yeah. Because the thing that gets me is like, like, I guess there's this fear can be fun. Right. It's a weird thing to say, but fear can be fun. You know, like you said, coming through a haunted house, it's almost like, you know, we, we survive something. You know, it's the same kind of thrill that you get from dropping in on ramps or skateboarding or surfing or going on roller coasters or whatever. Like those all play off of fear and having coming and coming through the other side of the fear and having fun as a result of it. This is not about that. This is about this is about deeply. I mean, there's intentional intentional psychological disturbing disturbances going on like it is without a shadow of a doubt emotional abuse that they are subjecting these people to psychological and emotional abuse Mm -hmm. for the sake of conversions and i i i I only go so far as say it has it has nothing to do with jesus Um, really they 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 want to say it does but, you know, Jesus didn't psychologically torture people, you know? I mean, the only time that he got, the, the, the only time that you see Jesus get real is when he, like, grab, makes a whip and chases out some money changers. You know, he's, and, he's, and these are people who've corrupted the church, you know? I, I think Jesus would have as much of a problem with these people as he did those money changers. Um, because there's no love in it. You know, I mean, for crying out loud, the message is you shouldn't be gay because it might lead you to kill yourself (laughs) instead of saying what a messed up world we live in where someone who is gay feels that the only like their only option is suicide. Mm -hmm. You know, that's messed up. (laughs) That's not loving. That's not gracious. That's not the peace that passes all understanding. That is. That is profoundly disturbing behavior and should not be condoned. I mean, one of these stories it talks about, they take this, they take a 10 year old kid, right? And they put him in a casket. And and then they have like demons, like, yeah, the demons are pounding on the sides of the casket. Yeah. So what it was is that they, they have these up against the walls, upright caskets and they put each person in a casket and they close it. I guess they close it. I don't know. But they have people banging on the walls and like demons whispering things and yelling things. And I guess there's one guy dressed up as Satan. <laughs> yeah. So that's the man. That's that's not a, that that's hazing. <laughs> hey, yeah. Which is. Uh, yeah. It's hazing. It is hazing. <laughs> and what's it's, I'm telling you, man, you know, I just uh, it's messed up. Yeah. So. So, JP. Yeah. Let's start a hell house. <laughs> what would be in our hell house? 
a Masters of Divinity Hell House? Yeah, we'll be in our Hell House. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I like my idea of a guy on his computer and Twitter and a little demon telling him to, to tweet to his favorite artists and stuff about how much they don't like his, that, he's, that they've deviated from the mythology. <laughs> Ooh. They added a woman. Ooh. <laughs> uh, fan ownership. Spooky fan ownership. That's kind of funny. <laughs> um, I don't know. This takes this takes a lot of thought, to be honest. It I, does I, take I a lot of thought. It, a I, Masters of Divinity themed uh, Judgment House. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like, I guess for me, like my mindset, my mind wants to run with the idea of like the, the Hell House is geared around here's a sin and here's like the worst possible consequence you can have for engaging in that sin. So like it's, you know, sin and consequences. So it's pretty traditional morality play stuff. So I'm thinking like, you know, you got a guy in the car driving and someone cuts him off and so he flips him off. And then it turns out that he like only gets three G Wi-Fi for the next month or something. Like, (laughs) I, I mean, I think we should take all the males in the audience, putting put them in a tunnel, and just have like demons catcall them. That, that, that I like that. <laughs> I think Father Fun would like that one too. <laughs> yeah. Um, what it's like to endure sexual harassment. <laughs> can we? Can we? Can we please do this? And we'll, we'll call it a heck house. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, next year. And it's white males only. And we're just gonna we're just gonna haze the hell out of you for being a white male. Like like it's gonna be the heck house. The heck house. <laughs> this is great. I, where are we gonna do this? We got to do it somewhere. I don't know. You're in Norman, Oklahoma. It's like a, that's that's like an environment for the hell house. So maybe it would be. Uh, I don't know. You know. You know what? No, no, no. Oh, let's let's do it. We we should we should set something up so that other churches can do it, like what this judgment house place has done. Okay. We'll set up a website. We'll, we'll, we'll write a manual. We'll write up a script. We'll tell you which which props you should buy. It's going to cost about fifteen grand, but you can afford it. Here's <laughs> what we should do. Here, so here, here's an idea. What we should do is, ah um, um, oh man, it stinks that we're doing this now because it would be great. But maybe we can talk about it after somehow. I was going to say we could post on Facebook, mm-hmm. like what would be in. Maybe we should do it like day after Halloween. Like, so people, like, are decompressing from Halloween. They're thinking about stuff. I don't know. Like, yeah. like so they can hear know. this episode and then go on Facebook and we can just say, like, what would you put in? Like, what rooms would you have in the heck house? Yeah. That's a good idea. If there's, there are fans out there who are listening and they want to submit an idea to our Facebook and, and you want to kind of interact with us for the first time, give us some ideas. What would you like to see in a it, Masters of Divinity heck house? In the heck house. I, it has to be called the heck house. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that we came up with this on this podcast. Oh, poor Matt. I wish you were here. Oh, uh, yeah. We love it. Yeah, I just, I, but I'm just trying to think. Like now, now the question is: Do we go the route of the Hell House, which is where, again, like sin and consequences, or do we go the Judgment House route, where it's sort of the morality play kind of playing out? I think there's a way that we can do both. Like I think we can have a transitional phase between each dramatic house. That's sort of scary. Or do we you know. do we do this like in a field and we treat it like Halloween Horror Nights and there's zones based on different people's like that could be it. I, I you know what I I I don't know but I I feel like what should happen Chuck is that I think every single character that you come across that was either bad or good or who all who all died I think everyone should convene 
in heaven and it just becomes a dance party. Universal salvation. I like it. I like it. <laughs> a disco. It's like you think you think you're in hell, but then a disco ball drops, and then Jesus shows up. And like, he, I'm gonna turn this mind into funk. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> oh. It just becomes a ray. It becomes Burning Man. I like. Just it. ends with a dance party. It's, I like it's, it. It's the heck house. The heck house ends with a dance party. Just an ongoing <laughs> dance party. There's punch, there's there's candy corn. Wait, it is hell. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dance party. Um, but the only food is candy corn. <laughs> That's hell. Um or um you go No, JP, here it is. Here it is. It's a dance party, it's in this big beautiful house. You you, you find out the house is yours and you're so excited. And then you decide you're getting a little tired of the party, so you're going to go upstairs and you're going to crash. You're going to watch a movie, and you're like, "Oh, wait, there's a DVD cabinet." You open up that DVD cabinet, and it's nothing but copies of the Tom Cruise Mummy, just shelf <laughs> after shelf no! of the Tom Cruise Mummy. And then you're like, "Oh no!" And you log into into Netflix, and guess what? It's just Mummy flicks, and it's just <laughs> multiple cuts of the same movie. Oh gosh, no, that's that's too rough, man. Come on, that's not cool. <laughs> You're going to have a little kid traumatizing him. We're going to take a little kid to the prayer room. <laughs> we didn't talk about the prayer room. Yeah, we did not. We, oh, I, I, I knocked my mic around. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about the fact that there's a prayer room attached to the hell house. And so if you're puking in the corner, do they, do they let you out? No. They take you to the prayer room and try to use that to pressure you into accepting Jesus. And if it's that like, doesn't it's... work, they just put you right back in. <laughs> Seriously, oh no gosh. frat has anything on these people. There should be t-shirts. Like, I survived the house. But that would involve a sense of humor, and this doesn't have a sense of humor. No, not at all. They take it dead serious. Yeah, because it's it's especially in that Vice article, man. It's life or death, man. I mean, it's heaven yeah. or hell, depending on how you handle this. And and the thing is, is like, as we were making fun of this, I want to at least acknowledge that I think the people running these are very well-meaning people. Because what I mean, let's let's be honest here, they want so desperately, JP, everyone to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you said they, they so desperately want to celebrate Halloween, but yeah, yeah, I, no, they so they so desperately <laughs> want everyone to go to heaven and not go to hell that they will scare you away from hell. I mean, there's that's a noble mindset. I don't want to I don't want to denigrate that. I don't want to I don't want to well, say that that's not you know. That, and it's that, also probably they're all monsters. How they became Christians too. Yeah, I mean, like there was that one guy in one of the articles who, uh, which we'll post these articles, so you guys can read them. Or links to these articles, you can read them, but on our Facebook and, and probably Instagram. But there are, there's like one guy who, yeah, in like what 2008 or whatever, he became a born again believer because of it, and now he plays Satan. He's yeah, he said he was a church maintenance worker. Yeah, and then he went through and he rededicated his life, and now he plays Satan every year. And he's gotten so and, good at that he wrote his own dialogue this past year or whatever. And, and they said they they pray to God to make them as evil as possible. Yeah. That's, that's I'm messed like, up. Yeah, just, just act. <laughs> well, but I'm just saying, like, to, it's just that, called acting. That shows where there's some misplaced priorities, right? 
Yeah. Like make me evil so that I can like it's a that's a means to an end mindset. I don't know. But like I like I said though, I think these are well-meaning people who they want to do something that they believe fully is good. And I and it's and I guess because like I grew up in that world and I went to seminary a little bit in that world as a Baptist minister and I've gone through like all of those like you know I know how I I I can I can lead us all through um through an altar call. I mean, I know how to do that. I know the tricks. I know how you do, I know what, I know what all you got to do. And so I get that. I, so I get the mindset that it's, it is an ends justify the means. Then the end being that we've got to do what we can to get you to accept Jesus. So you can go to heaven because we don't want you to experience all this horrible stuff. Like I get it. I really do. But guys, you're missing something major. If you think that, you have to abuse people to get them to accept Jesus. Like, right. Like you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to do that. Like the the gospel of, of Jesus should be so compelling and great that you shouldn't have to scare people shitless in order to accept it. Right. Right. Like, let me tell you about my iPhone. I don't have to scare you shitless about, about Android phones in order to get you to buy an iPhone. I can tell you about my iPhone and probably sell you on it. You know, without having to terrify you. You have to terrify anybody to talk them into going to Disney World. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, there's any number of things that you can tell people about and get them on board with without ever having to scare them. Right. So just do that, but with Jesus. I don't see how hard that is. Yeah. You know what? Take, take a break from the Judgment House and just, uh, just watch Thriller. How about that? Watch Thriller... Um, you know, if you, you know, or just show your friends a thief in the night, cause at least it's, it, it gets the point across and it's fun and it's fun. It's a fun movie. It really is. Um, or, um, just wait for next year when the masters of divinity heck house is open for business. Beware the heck house. We need so much money. I know we really do. Cause we have these great ideas. Listeners, you will end on this because the listeners were not privy to our conversation. I know we're going to, we're, we're trying to figure out, we should have done this for Halloween. Maybe, maybe we'll find another time to do it. But I know that like, you know, we've been talking about doing like a live tweet event or something with um, a mm-hmm. thief in the night, but we've got this great idea of having like a, a Alamo draft house as screening live event of a thief in the night with like themed beverages Oh yeah, and like games and stuff going on while you do it, and then doing an episode after. We want to do this stuff, so like it would be. We just we we need so much money, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 listeners and followers, and oh, you know, know I mean, about it. I think I could drum up pretty good support for yeah for a thief Probably. of the night viewing. I think we could get that going. I you know I, I know enough college students that if nice. we get like in West Palm Beach, like PBA, come on, the PBA kids <laughs> would eat this up if you market it right. That's very true. That's very true. Eat it's, it up. It's it's, uh, it's wholesome. So it is just like you know. I used to I I used to want to do. Uh, I had these ideas for something called Fellowship Family Night. Like I, I wish we had a bar. We could do that. It'd be fun because um, you could have you know faith family. You know, basically do like an old like Southern Baptist like dinner on the grounds kind of get together yeah. ice cream social. Wear your best polyester and your big hair and show up, and we can have like a theme party. <laughs> That sounds amazing, dude. I, I've got I've got ideas. You just I just need the space and the money. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, I guess I've got the space here. I've got a whole church where I could do this stuff. I just don't have the. 
I need the, I, you know, I, if, if I were in a downtown church or something near PBA, I could do that. But so it's, uh, let's, let's switch gears a little bit. It is Halloween yes. I, when you're listening to this. What are you going to be doing, Chuck, on Halloween? Did um, we ever talk about that? Did I ask you that? I don't really remember. We're going to be um, um, here at uh, St. Andrew's School. Okay. Um, I live here on campus. I'm here at the school. And there are lots of other little kids on campus. And so they do trick-or-treating here because they treat the school campus like a neighborhood. And so they will go around to all the teachers' houses and trick-or-treat. So Charlie and the boys will be participating in that. Or Charlie and the boys. Charlie and Ford um, will be participating in that walking around the neighborhood. Trick-or-treating. Fun times. Yeah, fun times. And then we might take them to some of the neighborhoods around um, out here to, to get more candy and stuff. Um, so we'll do that and they just sort of hang out. I doubt we're going to watch anything scary because my wife doesn't do scary. Um, (laughs) well, yeah, I mean, I, you should probably, I mean, I, I think you should catch up on stranger things because season two is coming out tomorrow. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I probably should be doing like a Requiem mass or something because it's Eve of all saints, but, um, we just don't get that kind of turnout. The next day is All Saints Day, and I've got um, um, I've got chapels at the school to do, and I've got a service in the middle of the day, so I'll get to I'll get to observe All Saints Day, which would be cool. Um, cool. So yeah, um, so that's what I'll be doing. What are you doing, JP? Uh, I have a job interview. Ooh, I didn't know that. That's cool. With the Sundance Film Festival. Ooh, whoa! They called you back. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not for the position I applied for, uh, a month ago. It's a different position, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm just, I'm just kind of playing it by ear. And just so see, you have a uh, job interview on Halloween. Yeah, I do. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Phone interview at the Sundance Film Festival. So, you know, maybe in a month I'll be, uh, recording this podcast from Park City, Utah. Mormons. Yes. You get some yes. Mormons on the show. Maybe they can give me ideas for a heck house. Oh, Ooh, yeah, there we go. They probably have. They've probably done it. <laughs> See, and you know what? If the Mormons did put on one of these houses, it would be called a heck house. Yeah. And it would be <laughs> so positive. It would be so positive. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> um, so that, I had that job interview, and then I, uh, I'll probably just be watching Stranger Things. Nice. Uh, if I don't binge it all weekend, which I probably will be doing, I don't know what I'll be doing. I have no idea. Yeah, you know, did you hear they're bringing back TRL? All right, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> uh, really? I told I, you know what? I think they should bring it back, but they should bring back their old rotation and just see <laughs> if anyone votes for like Freak on the Leash or Christina that'd be pretty Aguilera. awesome. <laughs> and and it's still Carson Daly. Yeah, <laughs> just bring it back. Just. <laughs> just see what happens <laughs> uh but yeah uh, happy halloween trl's coming back you heard it here first yay and hey at least there's <laughs> music videos on mtv oh wait they're not music videos it's all just reality tv they're counting counting down reality tv shows okay that's makes sense like the, is that kind of like what they do with beefs and butthead <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding that's not what they're doing other than they probably mm-hmm. That's what they did with Beavis and Butthead. They replaced music videos with reality TV stuff. Really? Yeah. You don't remember that? I didn't I didn't watch the new Beavis and Butthead. Oh, yeah. That's what they did. Um, oh, maybe I'll be watching what they did last year on MTV 
where they uh, MTV to- two showed the one uh, Beavis and Butthead Halloween episode featuring Cornholio in a continuous loop for 24 hours. <laughs> nice. I watched it about four times, I think, while I was doing other things. But it was just, it was just great to have on in the background while I was doing things. You know, so. um, the uh, there, there's um, there's always, of course, CBS's um, Michael Jackson Halloween special. Oh my gosh, that looks terrible. I have not watched it because I I do not want to see them desecrate that man. The trailer is awful. Oh my gosh, it looks so bad, so bad. It's like baffling how bad it is it's insulting and like they they named off all these stars i'm like i have no idea who any of these people are i don't know i don't know a single one of these people (laughs) isn't one of them sheldon from big bang theory that's the only one i recognize unfortunately yeah yeah hey maybe sheldon can be in the heck house you can get him down for that right i don't know i bet ellen bayek would be involved look at her (laughs) we need to get sheldon on this show no, we don't. We don't even encourage Big Bang Theory. <laughs> nice. Well, Father Chuck, <coughs> happy Halloween, sir. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to our listeners. I hope you all enjoy your Halloween with, with many candies and treats and costumes and haunted houses and judgment houses, if that's your thing. Yeah. And, and feel free to share any Halloween photos of you in costume. Tag, tag, tag us in them. Um, and we will, you know, maybe we'll put them on the Instagram or the face space and promote stuff, you know, cause that's what we want. You know, we want our listeners to, to do more interacting with us. Totally. We're not asking you to uh, like, and subscribe. We just, we just want to know who you are and what you guys are up to. We have fun. We want to have fun with you guys too. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, thank you so much for listening. Happy Halloween. Have a wonderful, wonderful night and week and good journey. Good journey into the beyond. Beware the heck house. <laughs> it's the greatest name I've ever come up with. <laughs> <laughs>